planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we talk to the one and only Tim Ripper Owens, who has just released the album Enemies and Lovers by his new band, A New Revenge. Tim couldn't have been cooler, and he spoke a lot about the new band, uh, biopics, and uh, his thoughts on the Rockstar movie that was very, very loosely based on his life. Uh, he also talked a lot about uh, touring and his upcoming touring uh, with the Dio Hologram project which i found pretty surprising and uh it was just a really great chat he was just a real genuine dude and he just so happens to be one of the best metal singers on the planet also a new revenge album enemies and lovers is great too it's straight up heavy hooky rock and uh his uh vocals are just incredible on it uh, go get a copy now it's uh just kick ass album all around all right before we go into the interview we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by blacklight art and design who are the go-to for all our screen printing needs they've done all our shirts and hats for black media and that's such a quick turnaround highly recommend checking them out www.blacklightad.com.au the show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. www.rwpromotion.com.au also want to give a shout-out to our good friends at Lumberpunks Axe Rain Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami on the Gold Coast, the other at West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks is a perfect destination suitable for uh, solo adventurers, date nights, or uh, just a kick-ass birthday party. Hens nights, bucks nights as well. Uh, or if you just want to just go hang out with some mates and throw some axes and uh, listen to some metal or whatever music you want to listen to, it's perfect for that. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play. Now, you'll receive 10% off your session if you quote Everblack in your booking notes. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, get onto it. It's uh, just a damn good time. All right. Here is my interview with the one and only Tim Ripper Owens from A New Revenge, uh, Judas Priest, his solo material, Iced Earth. What else? Oh, just the dude's done so much. So, uh, yeah, just Tim Ripper Owens. Horns high. Here it is. Hey, Tim, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Well, uh, how are things going? It's great. It's great. Things are good. Just, you know, getting ready to leave tomorrow for a South American solo tour and, and doing interviews today, pushing this a new revenge record. I'm really digging your new band, A New Revenge, and the album Enemies and Lovers is probably one of the strongest releases I've heard so far this year. It's phenomenal, mate. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. That's nice. Great. Thanks. How, how did that project come about? Uh, well, Kerry Kelly, uh, the guitar player, he was, you know, he, when he was in Alice Cooper, uh, he did a lot of touring with, with uh, James Kotek and when James was in the Scorpions. So they, um, you know, they kind of had the idea uh, to do like a super group to kind of, you know, tour and play, you know, 
call them some Alice Cooper and Scorpions and Eno. They gave me a call and, and uh, they talked about it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. This is, this is a great idea. So when we started touring, Carrie started writing, sending me songs. And I was like, man, these things are great. And I loved them. I was like, you know, and we just slowly started, you know, writing songs together, you know. And then I think when it finally got to the point that, listen, this is, we're going to make a record. We're putting it out. That's when we changed the name from Project Rock. To a new event. Incredible, man. And uh, of course, you know, when the press release came out, I checked it out. I knew straight up it was going to be a quality band. You know, when you're all on that pro level, you know, how do you push each other to get the best out of it? I mean, how do you challenge each other when you're all pros? Well, you know, it does get hard. And it's, you know, every project's different, every band's different. I think the difference with this from anything else is that, you know, we were already, uh, we already toured together, we already hung out together, we were jamming together, you know. Mm. Uh, the first two songs we had written, uh, uh, The Distance and uh, I think it was Here's to Us, we played them live actually in, in, in Russia. So we kind of had this, you know, everything was kind of a little bit different. So I think we knew how to get the best of each other because we were already, already hanging out together, you know. Even though I recorded in my studio in Ohio and, and Carrie was out in you know, Orange County area out there in California, and he's, you know, I think it just made it different to work on it. And and I'll tell you what else up is the songs were just great to sing to. You know, Carrie would sing Carrie would sing send some of these songs and some of them had some vocal ideas on it, some of them didn't and everything he would send was just great, you know, and it, was, it just really brought the best out and, and you know what, it was fun. Catchy, melodic, things that stuck in your head and that's what made it fun to do. Well, I'm a I'm a big sucker for uh, those massive choruses, man. <laughs> Especially like uh, in the, you know, in the single "The Way." You know, is is that way the usual the starting point for songs like that? You know, you start with a big chorus and build around it. No, we really didn't. I mean, we all did them different, I think. But I, I don't think it was yet. I think you kind of get the idea for it. Um, mm. Sometimes you can start with a chorus. Though. I mean, I, I think every song's written different. You know, I think a big thing about me is I was used to bands that had big choruses. You know, I came from, you know, a band that actually had really big catchy choruses strength and up was the band Ice Earth that I was in. Absolutely. And the, and the vocals weren't actually far off of this. I mean the music was different. It was a different type of band. But the vocals that I sang were very similar to a lot of these vocals. Uh but the choruses were big and they were catchy and they you know uh they would get bigger every time and so I think that was a big thing that I kind of came into it. But what made this difference, this stuff is great live music, too. I mean, you know, uh, when you get done with it, you think, I could see the, there was some, Here's to Us is a good example. When I wrote Here's to Us, I could see people with a beer up, you know, up in the air singing Here's to Us, you know. And it's just like, uh, that's what a lot of these songs are like. It's a celebration, brother, of all things wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, is. <laughs> it is. It is, it is. And that's, I, you know, it's it's just it's just uh, for me. It's you know everybody keeps saying it's nice to hear you sing. I'm like, well, I I think you've missed my career. I think you just because I've sang high on a few songs, you've missed seventy percent mm. of the songs where I sang like this. So it's kind of funny that people just think you never. Well, the band's different. The songs are different. It's a little more melodic and a little bit mellower. But the vocals, mm. really, there's so many that are still taken. But I think when you add these great melodies that we have, 
these great courses, it makes people even look at the vocals different. Like they look at the voice different. They look at it and go, oh, that's a different voice. It's like, no, actually, it's, it's been around. You just look at it a little bit different now because it's been different. It's definitely, I think, uh, your vocal performance on, on this album as well is just uh, incredible. Like the layers and stuff like that is, uh, yeah, really shines through. I guess that maybe that's a point as well. Like your vocals really, really shine on this album. Well, thank you. And one great thing that helped is it's a fantastic mix. I mean, the production, I think, on this CD is, is superb and, and it's just great. I mean, even our demos, when Carrie was sending over demos, these mm. like songs and sending over demos, I was like, these sound like real, you know, versions. I mean, they sound like they would be released. When he said we were going to record, re-record, I'm like, man, what do you mean we'll re-record these things? <laughs> but I think that helps with these, because everything is great on this, the, the you know, the melodies and the vocals. But then when you, you don't lose it with a bad mix. I mean, the mix is, and the, it's, you know, the vocals are up front. Uh, the mixes on everything is just great. So I think that that helps out. Absolutely, man. Uh, are you guys going to be hitting the road with this? We hope so. You know, we've been talking about We've just been talking about the last couple of days. I mean, I'm touring a lot. Mm. Uh, you know, Carrie's and Night Ranger and, you know, everybody's kind of busy. But we're definitely, we're talking about it now. I'm going to be doing the deal hologram tour here. And it's going to be like worldwide. And I really wanted to do it because it's something different. You know, take a year off from solo touring and just kind of do that. But so we're 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 talking to the the agent uh, in with that, that and trying to figure out where we could put some uh, some shows. I mean, and we we definitely want to take a new revenge on the road and do some. Yeah, absolutely. So you just mentioned about the Dio hologram tour. How how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's with Ronnie's band. You know, and Ronnie and I were friends and. Uh, you know, and this company decided to try to do this this idea. That, that, you know, I mean, listen, people don't like the idea. It's kind of funny. Yet people all went and saw the Queen movie where somebody's acting on mm. somebody else that <laughs> said, I don't, get, I don't get the concept of... There, people are like, well, you know, people are going to make money from it. Well, first of all, people make money from anything. That's what you do. Second of all, Wendy Dio spent a bazillion dollars just trying to make fantastic with the thing. She's not made a dime yet. She's lost a lot of money mm. just trying to make fantastic. It's a great idea. For me, I'm doing it because I was friends with Ronnie. You know, I'm going to go out and sing a couple songs, only Logan Live at the band. Like, rock, the hologram will do the thing with a live, the vocals are from a live version, you know, and the band's playing live. It's pretty cool. It's really cool, actually. And then I'm going to come out and sing a couple songs, and Oni's going to sing, Oni Logan's going to sing a couple songs, and then the hologram will do some more. And You know, it's a, a big show, but for me, nobody's done it. You know, whether people like it or not, I guess everybody that doesn't like it probably didn't see, like I said, the Queen movie, because somebody's made money from that. So I guess, uh, you know. But <laughs> I'm all for it's it. It's going to be neat. Yeah. I want to see that, because here's the thing. I look at it as this. If they would make a David Bowie hologram, I'd go see it. You know, if they made uh, an Elvis hologram, I'd go see it. You know, I'd go see it because, I, first of all, I never saw Elvis and I never saw mm. David Bowie. I would just want to go see how this thing is, I, the curiosity, because I love the artist and I would love to see the show. So, you know, I'm just doing it as a fan that, that um, uh, is jumping in on something that's new. I'm excited about it. I know there's some people that are, you know, as you said, that 
you know, aren't that keen. But I think it's a good thing. I think it's, you know, any time you get a chance to celebrate someone's life. It's like what they're doing with Static X at the moment. I, I, I'm all for it. Celebrate people, man. Celebrate the fandom. Celebrate the music. Well, I mean, listen, everybody's like, he's dead, let him go. When they're not, I mean, you know what Wendy Beer should do? Then just take all of his music off and they'll have it out there for anybody ever to listen to again. Because that's how they're acting. Like, there's yeah. someone doing this. It's like, listen, it's, oh, come on. You guys are being... I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that that they would go to a wax museum and see a <laughs> wax statue of Lemmy and think, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Well, somebody's it's – it's not him. It's a wax statue, and somebody's making – the museum's charging you to get in to look at the statue. Mm. So, I mean, it's – but they don't get it. I mean, they'll say, I love that Queen movie, and then they go, this that's terrible that you're – Doing this, let Ronnie rest in peace. I'm thinking, oh, okay, whatever. I yeah. don't, you know. But listen, let him be mad. I'm trying it. It might not. Listen, we're hoping it works. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea, and I'd love to see it for the future of of shows. I think it'd be cool. Absolutely, mate. And I'm behind it. You know, you got my support 100. percent I'd throw down my coin for that. Be incredible. And talking about, yeah. you know, biopics and stuff. I mean, that seems to be the thing at the moment. Everyone's, you know, Elton John the you know, Bowie's getting one, another one coming out. And, you know, they based, loosely based Rockstar on you, which I don't think really, it didn't do you justice. Is it is something that you want to see? You know, a decent biopic? Is that something that's been in talks? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Maybe get paid some money this time. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think it would be great. And, um you know, we'll see. Um, we would see what happens. I think the great thing they made a movie. There'd be a movie made about me in the movie. So it's like you're going to have a movie, and inside the movie, they're going to make the Rockstar movie. So it's going to be kind of funny. <laughs> this is a great story. The thing about my story is, it might. I have to probably do something to spice it up a little bit because I'm. I'm just the normal kid from Athens, Ohio. So I think that's probably the angle they should take. You know. I, I, I like that, you know, it's normal people doing extraordinary things, you know. I like I like the, you know, the underdog story, you know. Well, I, the whole movie would have been much better if uh, if it was true and, and uh, you know, showed my home life and, and things that go on. And, mm. you know, metal, they made it look like it was defeat, you know, in arenas and blah, blah, blah. You know, metal was terrible at that time. Show the struggles of, of the difference of what bands were playing. Yeah, you know, yeah. ACD. Iron Maiden, everybody at that time in 96 was playing, 97 was playing small places. They weren't playing what they did. You know, at the end of the, of when Judas Priest was, when Rob left Judas Priest at the end of the Painkiller Tours, the guys told me they were playing, you know, 1,500 people at places, mm. you know? So, I mean, maybe smaller in different countries and different places they went to. So uh, that's the story that's, that shows it. Not in a, I don't want it shown in a Spinal Tap way or an anvil way. I want mm. to show it in real because it, it still worked. It was great. The fans were great. The chemistry was great. We had a fantastic time. It just wasn't the true life story was a little bit different than what they try to make in movies. And I think the real life story is better. I do too. And talking about that, I mean, metal now seems like it's bigger than ever. I mean, you're about to head down to South America where they're just batshit crazy for it, man. Insane. They are, listen, they are. But they are everywhere. I mean, you know, uh, the crowds I get in America 
the crowds that get all over the world are about the same. You know, uh, you know they're not super big, uh, but you know we all have festivals now. All all these countries, you guys, uh, America, we all have big giant festivals that go on. Um, and it's just great, you know. I mean, uh, I'm amazed that you know. I think it's a, it's a style of music. That's weathered the storm, but it's kind of always here. Is it always going to be the biggest in the world? No, mm. but it's always going to be around, and some of it's going to be up there. I mean, you know, Disturbed, they're selling out arenas, touring. You know, they just sold out Madison Square Garden. You know, so uh, and they're a you know traditional sounding to me metal band that's put about six records out now and whatever it is, and you know, I mean, it's not like they they're flashing the pan. I mean, they they have four or five number one records in a row in America. Mm. So, you know, but it's good. That's the thing. I think, you know, um, some of these places that stuck around a little more during the downtime, probably South America, Mexico, um, places in Europe, probably, but it's, it's great, man. I love touring. I've been touring the last couple year and a half. I've been touring America more. It's been really great. That's awesome, man. But you know, of course, what about us? The same, man. What about Australia? You going to come back and visit? Well, I was just there in December. I did an ACDC orchestra thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh, wait, when was that? Was it November? Maybe no, I can't remember when it was. Maybe November, December. Yeah, I did uh, about four shows with an orchestra ACDC show. I sang some songs with that. Uh, and then I did one little, like, solo fun show at the end of it. So that was great. So we were talking about trying to get me there to do a, uh, actually, it's been a lot of talk. Three trimmers were booked to come there, but I had to, I couldn't do it because of this stuff. Uh, you know, solo tours have been offered to come over there. So it's funny. I've been offered a lot to get there. So I went years without doing much and now I'm getting asked <laughs> all the time. Well, man, like we'd, we'd definitely love to see you again, especially this year. Maybe bring a new revenge. Well, hopefully we'll there. Hopefully we'll get a new revenge there and we'll, and we'll do it. That would be unreal. But uh, until then, man, all the best with uh, all your touring and uh, New Revenge, and uh, thanks for taking the time to just hang out on the show, bro. Yeah, thank you. Listen, you ever want to do it again and, and need anything else, you got my number, just call me and we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. That would be kick-ass, bro. Thank you so much, and uh, stay safe and uh, have a great time, bro. You got it. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 